Alrighty. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Big, we are live, big boys. Big nuts. Big nuts. What's up, y'all? We are the Icemen of the Arctic Circle, and we are back at it again. Again. For episode, <laughs> I don't know, episode 7, 8, something like that. It's up there. But uh, we have an exciting, exciting podcast for you guys today. We are going to be discussing our top three favorite movies. Bum, bum, bum. Woo! Yeah. Whoop, whoop. So before we get started, I just wanted to plug our social medias again because we need you guys to follow us. Uh, show some love. Our Instagram and TikTok are both at Arctic Circle Podcasts. And just give us a follow. Give us some likes, some comments on our posts. Give us we three likes. At least three. Just cycle through your accounts and give a like on all of them. Make some, make some second accounts. Some bot like accounts, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, buy some likes for yeah, us. Yeah, if you know how to buy bots, feel free. We'll, we'll we take them. We would Please. love bot follows. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we are going to be <laughs> oh making a Spotify sometime soon. It'll, it'll probably be made by, it'll the, probably, by now. So. It'll be made by the time this is released. Yeah. I really hope so. We'll, get, we'll hop on that, though, just for you guys. After episode five, I think. But anyways, I am your host for today's episode. My name is Josh. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Colin. What's up? And Alex. Yo. And we are also joined by a special guest today, one of our fellow friends and UGA students, <laughs> Charlie. What's up? Charlie, we're going to let you do a little little intro. If you, little if intro? You Tell the audience who you are. Yeah. Um, my name is Charlie. Uh... I go by Chuck around these parts. Um, I'm, I'm a I'm a big. Uh, do you call your fans Icemen? I'm an Ice Man. Uh, I say we're not even sure what we call them. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta think of something. We do. We have to figure yeah. that out. Maybe well, like Ice Cubes. Ice Cubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ice yeah, cube. I mess with that. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Cube? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, cube. A, I'm a big yeah, Ice Cube. cube. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm just um, a third year at UGA, about to be a fourth year. Huge baseball guy. Too. Huge, huge baseball guy. Huge baseball Huge guy. movie guy. Oh, yeah, that's why you're wink, here. wink, That's why you're here, so. um, And, yeah, I just, uh, I've enjoyed living with these guys. It's going to be sad when we when we move out. Yeah. I know, I won't be able to hear you through the wall weeks. anymore. I know, <laughs> I know, I love, I love going to, going to sleep to the sound of Lattimore <laughs> through the walls. It's awesome. Yeah, you never know awesome. what's happening. Just fielding yeah. in his room. Yeah, <laughs> plotting, you scheming. Yeah, I'm always scheming. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, honored to be on today. I mean, it's I was very excited to hear um, that I would be a special guest for this episode. Oh yeah, man, we we're we we're it's only happy right. To, happy to have you on oh, here. I'm today. Very excited to have <laughs> yeah. you on. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to be a guest in our in our podcast, just give us a DM on Instagram, and if you're in the vicinity of us, maybe you can be on it. <laughs> You gotta be. You gotta meet your meet you certain meet criteria. You gotta be so, a certain cool. Oh, yeah. you know? So you're like a oh, movie yeah. expert. Yeah. Yeah. So Certified movie you on, expert. Yeah. yeah. Rotten Tomatoes critic. Verified. Yeah. That's right. He's verified. And we have a yeah, friendly reminder that all of our all of our podcast guests must do an ice bath with us. So uh, we will be doing an ice bath with you pretty shortly. I want to. I'm, Whenever I'm excited. Whenever the ice machine gets, re- gets I know. fixed, yeah, I'm bummed. Before we all leave. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will try and I will nag. Uh, Nag our house guy to, to get on that, <laughs> get that fixed, so we can get some ice bats going before we. Charlie, all you're doing an internship yeah. this summer. I'm not. I'll be here this summer. Oh, you'll be here this summer. Yep. that's perfect. Yep, I'll be here this summer as well. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm down to do an ice bath whenever. Not gonna do a cold shower though. Oh no, I don't cold showers. Cold showers, so much yeah. worse than ice baths. Yeah, they're they're really Easily. tough. Yeah. They're really tough. You can never get used to it. Like yeah. I, I tried doing that a couple times, and my breathing was so messed up the yeah. whole time. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. At least in an ice bath, I can like settle down mm-hmm. and just control my breathing. After like ten seconds, I'm like, I'm set. I'm yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm chilling there. You're an ice man. I am an ice. I mean, dude, that's why we made the podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah. Ice man. Yeah, I'm one of the ice men. Um, but anyways, I think we are good enough with an intro. Have a good little intro to start talking about our little movies. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Ooh. Have we introduced the topic? I don't think we've even introduced. I, it. I, I introduced it a little bit. We yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, Josh. Josh did at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. So okay, we're just, we're... we have another little tier list episode. Uh, so. Ooh. It's my mom. 
mom texting me. That's okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> a little Pink Panther action? Yeah. <laughs> we will maybe that'll be... be talked about. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I know Josh is a big Pink Panther guy. <laughs> huge, guys. Huge. <laughs> but uh, we are going to be going through our top three favorite movies, um, similar to our video game and our comfort show episode, so... We were going to go from bottom, or I guess worst to best, or least favorite to favorite, so three, two, one, and then uh, we're going to have our little thoughts afterwards, any reactions, and we'll probably go over some honorable mentions as well, because mm-hmm. I think we all have a couple in mind, um, but with that being said, I think I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, my number three, so you got a little drum roll? Yeah. Alrighty, my number three favorite movie right now because I feel like my list changes every day but my number three I put Fight Club Ooh, okay. so I just recently watched this movie in full I had always seen bits and bobs you know bits and bobs, bits and bobs. always yeah. seen bits and bobs of the movie but I had never really sat down and said you know what I'm going to watch Fight Club so I watched it about like a month and a half ago. I'd say we watched it. Were you there, Colin? Or? I was there. Yeah, I watched it with you. Yeah, you were, well, you were there, right? Yeah, and Eric. Eric, Charlie, was, you weren't there. I was not there. Yeah, was but there, I've right? seen it. Yeah, yeah Ferrar was there. there. Well, anyways, I'll just give a little synopsis of it. Um, it's basically just a story of a very depressed man with sleep sleep issues who has like a white collar job and he's not very satisfied with his life, and then he meets. This this guy named Tyler Durden, who is like this super upbeat guy. He's like a soap salesman, um, and then they together they form this underground fight club where they just fight other guys who hate their lives as much as they do. Um, and I don't I don't really want to give too much away because there's a lot to be revealed in this movie yeah. with like the psychological aspect of it. Um, I would say that was a perfect yeah non spoiler scenario. Yeah, I, I really tried yeah. to try to think of a way not to spoil it because there's a lot that goes on. Um, there's a love interest named Marla, and she she's like kind of the bridge of the gap between what's real and what's not real, in my opinion. Um, and like the ending scene is just some of the best. I mean, that's yeah. one of the most famous endings in all of cinematography mm-hmm. so I, I don't know just the ending combined with the psychological aspect of it and just I don't know it just really hits me as one of those films that I'm just gonna keep watching over and over again um, and I think it deserved a number three spot just because of I really I really mess with movies that go through the brain you know I'm a psychology major so yeah. I, I mean that's just kind of why I Put that as one of the three. But, it's really yeah. one of the greatest gay love story movies out there. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of homoerotic. Yeah, there were a lot of letterbox reviews about how it was a gay love story. Yeah, yeah. people have said that about Top Gun too. Yeah. Top Gun, Top yeah. Gun? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because there's like scene, yeah. there's like one scene where this is completely off track. Like, <laughs> they're in like a locker room, and Val Kilmer like. Gets up in Tom Cruise's face yeah. and like bites at him. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Face, I remember seeing that. I was like, "Why is that in the yeah. movie?" <laughs> yeah, that aged that very weirdly. Uh, I remember um, in Top Gun Maverick too. They were all, they were all there was like a scene where they were all on the beach, shirtless oh, and like yeah, wet, and just have... running around. Oh, that, and was that, yeah. that was hot. Yeah. Like objectively, that was a hot scene. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. a no matter, hot scene. yeah, no matter who you are. But going back to Fight Club, though. I remember the first time watching it. It's when I kind of started to really get into movies. And, yeah. like, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, like, wow. That was, like, very out there. You had to, like, think about it. And, yeah, yeah. I think over time I've sort of appreciated, like, how great it is and, like, how unique it is. Because yeah. I remember going out the first time and being like, like, what was that? Like, that was crazy. So many I didn't really... There's just so many different yeah. sides you can, like, view it from, I guess. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different, um, I guess, like, Problems or issues in society that they yeah. just kind of dive into in completely different directions, yeah. but it all connects at the end. Age and well, I, I yeah. think that realize like movies that have that realization are just they're just above more most movies for me. Just yeah. like that that what what did I just watch? Like yeah, what was that? <laughs> yeah, and like when you can't pick up on like what's gonna happen, like a like you know a twist, and then yeah. it happens and it's executed well. It's just immaculate, and yeah. and you that's just appreciate it more and more. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that's a great choice. We are ready to move on to Alex. That, that was a bit of a detour. But. Still bronze medal. We're still here in bronze medal finishers. Um, my number three is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Ooh, okay. I think this, good one. Really? Like Joshua said, it's definitely like 
the top three list is constantly changing for movies because like you see new movies and and like honestly just think about old ones in different ways, especially if you rewatch them. But everything everywhere all at once, the first time I saw it, my mind was just like blown away. Like I had never seen a movie like that. The way they were able to capture like every single genre of movie and put it into this this wholesome film that just like kinda tugged at your heartstrings was 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 crazy. And uh, I think I can appreciate the the story there. Um, I think it's easy to make parallels to the story between like uh, like any like your own personal life and the movie, which makes you follow it along better. Um, mm-hmm. There was times I didn't think I was gonna be frightened, but I was I was frightened. There was times where I almost <laughs> cried. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it was a little bit of everything for me. I think all the characters did a great job. If you go. What what I can't I'm not good with like movie awards but I know I know it won a lot of awards. A ton of Oscars. Oscars. Oscars it, yeah. it basically won everything. It won and like deservedly seven, so. Like yeah. seven yeah. or eight it, Oscars. It destroyed the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean I just I think it, that's one, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen for that yeah. reason. Yeah, going off of that, that's one of the movies that you can't really put in its own genre. And mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of, like a lot of the new movies that are coming out are trying to like just be their own thing. And it's like it's working. Like you see, we just watched Parasite pretty recently, and that is a movie I really can't put a genre on, because mm-hmm. yeah. it, it kind of goes through like, like it goes through like thriller, like comedy, like it goes through like action heist. There's yeah. like no nothing I can put on the movie to like define it as the one genre. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that sort of like uniqueness and like individuality from like filmmakers, I feel like is kind of being lost in like Hollywood in general. Yeah. Like, okay. if you look at, like, you know, Dude, Marvel movies. Whole, whole podcast about that. Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. We, we won't go too in-depth, but, like, Marvel movies are, like, you know, they're dominating now. It's the big brands. But, like, the yeah. beautiful thing about everything, everywhere, all at once, it's made by these two guys, uh, the Daniels, and, that you know, it's, like, an individual film, and they yeah. kind of developed it on their own, not necessarily from a certain, um, from a certain property or that ended up, like, before. And, um... It's a very busy movie, but also when you get to the bottom of it, it's like a basic story, and I think that's what makes it beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's like a very basic, relatable story. And Colin and I watched it together <laughs> last year, and we, I mean, again, we, we laughed, we almost cried, it was, it was awesome. It was great. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think you have a good point there. Like, Hollywood, it feels like they have, like, strict guidelines they have to follow, yeah. which I bet they do. But this movie was like boundar- boundaryless. Mm-hmm. They could do whatever they wanted, and it was it could be felt by watching the movie just from seeing how every yeah. scene unfolding or unfolded, yeah. and like how it made you go through all these different emotions through just like a two and a half hour film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truly awe inspiring. No, Truly yeah. awe inspiring. Mm-hmm. Well said, movie. Charlie. Well said. <laughs> That's one movie that I think many years from now directors will be taking inspiration mm-hmm. from. I think similar to something like. Like Pulp Fiction or like The Godfather. I seriously think I it completely could have that, agree. That yeah, impact. I agree. I agree. Also, shout out Kie Wa- Kihei Kiwei Kwan. Yeah, he was the awesome. boy. Mm-hmm. The boy. The boy. <laughs> Short Mr. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jones. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that was my number three. Yeah. It was you, two, you. Two great. Two great <laughs> third selections. So my number three. I think Colin. I've talked to Colin about this movie extensively. Um, I haven't talked to y'all two about this. I bet but I know what it is. I, well, well, I don't know. I don't think you do though. I watched <laughs> this movie over winter break, and I was bawling at the end of it. Like oh, tears on. were streaming down my face. I feel like I may know what it is. Hold up, I just want to hear it. La La Land. Okay. La La Land. That's not what Dude, so good. So the the story of how it was made. Damien Chazelle's the director, and. He um he went to Harvard and I, I don't remember what degree he he was studying but he wanted to be a filmmaker and his degree didn't have anything to do with that so obviously he was a smart guy but I can't remember I think he graduated Harvard but ended up just moving to Hollywood without a job to try and make La La Land that was kind of his his visionary his you know his Mona Lisa of movies um but he couldn't get any funding for it and so he ended up making. Another movie that we all know, and another classic, Whiplash, Whiplash awesome. to fund La La Land. And that became such a big success that he was able to make La La Land. And La La Land is just beautiful. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Visually, it's stunning. The scenes, the scene where Ryan Gosling and Emma, Emma Stone, 
Or no, Emma Stone? Yeah, yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah, Emma Stone, yeah. Um, the scene where they are on the cliff and the sky is like purple and they're singing is just very, very beautiful. <laughs> um, the, the, like, the music is great. I'm not a huge fan of like musical films in general, but the music is great. It's original. Um, and just the love story. It's so like, it's so like fantasy-like, but also it's so grounded. And like, they, Damien Chazelle captures it in such a way where you're invested in the love story. And then, you know, without spoiling it, they kind of go back through it and like, they it kind of it's intended to invoke like a happy emotion yeah but it's just so sad because you go through and it's kind of like a what if in a sense um and it's hard to describe without like spoiling the the majority of the movie but it is just heartbreaking like what happens at the end of that movie and like again i was crying at the end of it and i i wanted to talk about it because i feel that you know if, if a movie can invoke that strong of an emotion where oh, you're yeah. where you're crying, like must have done something right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why I I wanted to like bring it up and and talk to y'all about it because it invokes such a strong emotion. I have it. a movie not uh, in my top three, but in my honorable mentions that I'm going to yeah. talk about that invokes the same emotions. Yeah, I did not pick you to be like a little romance music. No, I, I when I watched <laughs> it, I, I did not I did not think I was gonna like enjoy yeah, it thoroughly, yeah. but. It's not you really. Know, it's just not really my type of genre. I guess I would. I, I would recommend it to, to that, anyone. That you yeah. hit on like so many of the same points that I feel about that movie. Like I'm not super into musicals. Like if yeah. I had to choose between like a sci-fi and a musical, <laughs> sci-fi. I'm gonna choose a sci-fi. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, the music in that movie, like the Sebastian's like piano, yeah. is like one of the most simple but just like beautiful yeah. like piano Ugh. like ballads. Yeah. In a movie, and I, yeah, I just love the upbeat, like the colors and the cinematography. Yeah. Are great. The characters are awesome. Yeah. Ryan Gosling is, yeah. is so great. In that they movie. they both Ryan Gosling so and Emma Stone were phenomenal. I, both yeah. of them. Yeah, I, that's a great movie. I've never seen Ryan that. Y'all, y'all should I again. Highly recommend. It. I was searching it up on my. Phone. I, I don't know. I don't know if y'all would y'all would cry either. or anything, but like I I watched I it and I was like I was I was I like tears were streaming down my face. I'm not even kidding. Alex, you want to watch it together? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be down. I'd be down to watch it with y'all. It is awesome. This weekend. Could be done. This yeah, weekend. yeah, this yeah, weekend. dude, for sure. And <laughs> well, also, man. one one last thing is that um, it made me uh, want to go to a jazz club in Charleston, and in mm-hmm. NOLA next year. Oh so. yeah, dude, I wanted to go to a jazz club so I, I, bad, dude. I no, to go NOLA so next bad. year, I'm going to a jazz club and staying there like all day, and that's because of La La Land. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my number three. I'm gonna see La La Land and get the same jazz club inspiration. Yeah. Colin, you're up, man. Dude, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I my list is like. I'm struggling, man. Yeah, man. I might be stuff You just gotta out. choose. You gotta lock it in. I just, I just said, screw it. I have three. Yeah. I'm just gonna go Because I'm now it. considering switching up my order a little bit. Uh, a little live switch on the cast? Live switch. I do this every time we come in. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did this last time. Last time when I you come in it, with like five last and then time you choose yeah. three mid, but I think, I think I'm going to change it this time. I'm not going to keep it the same as it was. Okay. I'm going to move my number three up to number two. Okay. I'm saying I'm going to move my number two out. Oh, okay. I'll, I will say my number two was going to be Memento. I've talked Ooh, to you guys uh, about Memento. Memento. That's a great Very one. extensively. We just watched mm-hmm. it like but two nights I, I'm ago. I'm just thinking about it, and I like I love Memento for so many reasons. And I can you know if we have time, I'll talk about it later. But I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some other. I want to talk about some other movies. Yeah. So my number three is Blade Runner 2049. Ooh. Wow. I, Interesting. I love this movie so much, and I will say I do not like the first Blade Runner very okay. much at all. I did not think that movie aged well. If you go back and watch it now, I think the the idea and the basis of the story is a great sci-fi story, and it's an interesting world that they place you into where, like, there are these people that are, you know, they made these replicant AI, like, humans, and you can't tell them apart from normal humans and they have to track them down. I think that's an interesting idea, but like the performances and the CGI especially just do not hold up at mm-hmm. all. In my opinion, I was that's just expected, I was very unimpressed when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049 though is in is amazing. Visually I'm strange, a huge yeah. fan of the cyberpunk genre. The idea of like this neo city that's like kind of yeah, grimy yeah. and like kinda futuristic and like 
there's this like futuristic technology. I really enjoy that, and and just like the I, the plot of the the movie, Ryan Gosling is so good in that movie mm-hmm. again. They'll just two Ryan Gosling yeah, movies dude, back he's to back. Totally he's very underrated. He's got actor. such a good range. Yeah, I don't know if he's yeah. underrated. Um, and like the whole him. mystery of the him. film, where like you know Ryan Gosling is tracking down this you know, long story short, Harrison Ford and his replicant wife from the first movie mm. had a child like a a dueling style yeah we might have to we might. cut this part out real quick I'll just cut it, it later just do it later yeah it's good right. it's good you can go whenever okay cool um yeah so like Harrison Ford and his like his wife who's like a robot from the first movie like had a child together somehow and everyone was like that's not possible like how did this happen it's kept under wraps and Ryan Gosling's trying to like unravel the mystery and some he finds that he may somehow be involved in this mystery too, um, and it just goes like so many different directions you don't expect. There's so many twists, um, and yeah, like Charlie Charlie had said, Denny Denny Villeneuve is the director, and I love all of his movies. Mm-hmm. I strongly considered putting a Arrival on my list too because that's another one that I love, uh, but his cinematography is just mm-hmm. insane. And Anna de Armas is in it, which is always <laughs> a positive in a movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just an awesome movie um, and a viewing experience I will not forget. She's she's hard to top. She, she, she is. She is hard to top. Look-wise she and actress-wise. Yeah, she's, she's the AI robot. She's, yeah, yeah, she's like his, his robot, yeah. Uh, yeah, like AI assistant. Sort of like sort of girlfriend, mm-hmm. yeah. AI girlfriend, yeah. yeah. It's like it's, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, hard. Already, cool. well, I That's think we're cool. ready to move on to our uh, second place movies. Yes. Um, so I had a little bit of trouble with this position. I had my number three, number one, sort of on lock, but this number two, I was switching out all day, all week, because I knew we were going to be recording this today. Um, but I, I ended up sticking with what I wanted originally, and I chose a movie that is part of a trilogy. Um, it's a very famous trilogy, Star Wars. Ooh. And I chose episode three, Revenge of the Sith, because that is my favorite Star Wars film by a mile. I mean, I, I really don't find... I find it really hard to top. Um, it has some of the best lightsaber choreography I've ever seen. It's definitely the best uh, fight scenes in all of Star Wars. Way better than the new stuff. Um, it's like it's just the most impressive in that regards. Um, and I think some of the CGI is really good for its time. I mean, it was like mid two thousands, so they were starting to get newer stuff. But um, I also really like the like the romance tragedy of it all, mm-hmm. um, like Padme and Anakin and sort of the fallout with that. And I'm, I'm a big sucker for, like, character arc development, and Anakin's arc is huge. I mean, it starts on episode two, and it continues and really just heightens in episode three. Um, and, I mean, that's just, it's just some of the most enjoyable moments that I, I, I personally have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've watched this movie many, many times, um, easily since I've been like seven or eight years old when I started watching Star Wars and I would watch this with my dad over and over again over all of the other ones my dad would want to watch A New Hope because that's like the classic one right but I would like I'd be like oh we gotta watch this one it's it's, it's Star Wars Day we gotta watch this one which today actually is Star Wars Day maybe. yeah, yeah May, May the 4th, 4th be with you all yeah we're recording on May the 4th so it's only rightful that I include this in my list mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's, that's all I gotta say about it it's yeah great great movie De- definitely the best prequel, in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm a, that, I'm a sucker for the original saying. three, but it's definitely like miles above the episode the two. two. Is just in my <laughs> that opinion, one is brutal. Movie. That one is <laughs> so brutal. It's hard to make a good Star yeah. Wars movie. I liked okay. I yeah. liked all of yeah. them because I just love Star Wars. But I I can acknowledge how bad episode yeah. two, episode eight. Like all the new ones, yeah. yeah. You know, there's sort of like there's a big gap in quality, just with every like the storyline, just everything. Yeah, three to seven, in my opinion, those are like all like really, really good. 
And yeah, then when you go beyond right. those, it's kind of. Eh. I, I will say, like, I had a is hard seven time. Rogue One. Is that what you? Seven. I like Rogue One. That I I'd lump in Rogue One with those, but Rogue like, like seven is the one, um, the one where they introduce like Ray and Finn. Okay, so that's, that's the first. Um, Rogue, Rogue One is after. Yeah, Rogue Rogue the Force Rogue Awakens. Yeah. Rogue One's after Episode Three, before Episode Four. Yeah, so I'd lump that in like chronologically. Yeah, I was having a hard time. Like, I really also like Episode Six a lot, just because it sort of closes off everything really well, but. I, I just could not bypass three. There's no way. There's yeah. No way. Yeah. The nice. most emotionally powerful. Oh, that's yeah. a great Absolutely. that's a great choice. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, well, Alex. I guess I'll get my second my second place finisher. Um my second place finisher is is the Hobbit. Specifically, the desolation oh. of smog. Interesting. Okay. This is why I was asking if we were doing personal favorites or like top movies, because no, a lot yeah, of people no, would not say The Hobbit. They would probably say <laughs> they would probably say The Lord of the Rings yeah. even before The Hobbit. Return if you go in, if you go into that world, uh, but right but um, that Hobbit movie is just. Well, The Hobbit in general is way more nostalgic for me than Lord of the Rings are, because that's what I started with watching, mm-hmm. and I'm also a sucker for just the fantasy world that is like The Hobbit, uh, Middle Earth, and like Lord of the Rings. All all of that lore is just something I I fiend for. I love mm-hmm. I love trolls. I love goblins. Yeah. My, my mom keeps coming. She's talking to me. <laughs> well, that one wasn't my mom, but that's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> But that that Middle Earth like wizard wizards too. I love I love some wizardry oh, and spell action. Bro. Yeah, I used to play Wizard One Hundred and One all the time. So anything with wizards and and the fantasy world is is something I love. Uh, the reason I chose this one specifically, one of my favorite scenes of, in all of the, uh, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies is the is the part where Bilbo Baggins goes into the forest. I don't remember the exact forest name, but they have to traverse it quickly. So that they can um, save, oh, dude. It's been forever. I wish I could help you. I have not seen it in so long. Really? Yeah, I, really I haven't I seen it in a, mi- in a minute either. It's more nostalgic for me. But it's the scene where Bilbo Baggin has to try to fight the spiders with the crew at the time. I oh. can't remember exactly who's there. I remember that. But part. that that's when like the ring starts to corrupt him, and he begins to turn evil. And just the whole the whole journey that the that 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 crew was going on at the time starts to take a, a turn for the worst. And I just love how how that scene propels the rest of the movies forward. Yeah. yeah. So I, the the Hobbit Desolation of Smog is is my second favorite. <laughs> cool. Dude, one, <laughs> one scene you didn't mention that I actually really like from that movie is the ending, the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. How like you think that they've beaten him with the gold, and then he just like breaks free, and then he's just like flying towards the town. The town's like fucked. Yeah. And Bilbo like looks over. He's like what have we done? And then it just cuts to black. Dude, I, I remember, like, dude, I remember watching that in the ending. theaters. I was like, no fucking way yeah, they're gonna leave it, leave it like that. Yeah. yeah. It's okay, the next movie resumed very quickly. And the, yeah, I will say, they kind of, I wish they had, they had drawn out that battle. They should have. Longer in the next movie, because like, the next movie, it's like five minutes, and then it's like, okay, they beat Smog, it's over. Yeah. And I was like, uh. Yeah, shoot him with the, with the black arrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I recently just started getting into the Lord of the Rings. Like I hadn't read the books, hadn't yeah. seen the movies, um, but now um, Michael and I watched the, f- and then Colin watched the yeah. Twin Towers with us. Oh, but they, Michael's they, been they met Michael last. Yeah, episode. yeah, Michael from the video game podcast. Mm-hmm. He uh, he has been showing me the Lord of the Rings movies, and I've I've liked the first two. I still need to see Return of the King, and then I'll need to see the Hobbit movies too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I kind of mm-hmm. spoiled the ending of the second one, but. Well, still you, didn't, you didn't name any names. Yeah, will <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. probably forget it by the time you watch it. So. I'll just, when I listen back to the podcast, I'll just skip that part where yeah. you say it. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Alright, you will. Alright, well, I forgot to mention with like my first one, the, the way that I kind of chose the order of like what I was going to talk about my movies is that I thought, like, okay, like, what are immaculate movies in my opinion? And I came up with like nine of them. And then I kind of decided, like, which would be the most interesting to talk about. Okay, that's, that's so, a really interesting So, that's why I went, like, La La Land, I don't know if it's my, you know, necessarily in my top three in terms of, like, my, like, favorites per se. But, like, it's one that, like, I love. I think it's a perfect movie. And one that I think it'd be fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. The, um, in, in all reality, there's too many movies. To yeah, there three are. three for me. Yeah, and, and, it, and it fluctuates so much that, yeah. you know, next week I'll probably have a different three. Right. But, yeah. um... Another interesting one that I don't think any of y'all maybe maybe y'all have heard of this probably not I would assume though 
Um, but I thought it would be fun to talk about is a Spike Lee movie. Ooh. came out in 1989. It's called Do the Right Thing. Oh, Have any of y'all heard, heard of that it. movie? I, I watched that it? in my film class last year. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it came out in 1989. Um it's a very small scale movie. Um, Spike Lee's actually the main character. Um, his name's Mookie, and um, it's all about kind of him and his life in Brooklyn or the Bronx, somewhere like a New York suburb. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just a day in the life during the summer. Um, but it's a really a movie about community and how different groups of people interact with each other, because there's a strong you know there's a group of African Americans and then there's Italian Americans that own a pizza shop. Um, and then there's, you know, Mexican Americans, there are Asian Americans, um, and then there are a few white people, um, they're mainly, they're two white police officers, but the whole main premise of the movie is that it's, it's the hottest day of the summer, and that's kind of a metaphor for, like, the tensions between, like, the groups of people, like, kind of coming to a head. Yeah. And, like, it's almost as if Spike Lee kind of introduces all these dynamic characters, and then just kind of lets everything happen. And it kind of ensues in chaos. It kind of builds up and up. And then the the ending, again, not going to spoil it, but it gets like really like chaotic at the very end. Um, and again, that is symbolized by like the, the, the heat and how like hot it is. Like it kind of makes the characters like more agitated and then more likely to go at each other. Um, and um, yeah, I just think that it's a really solid movie overall. I mean, very political. It's, it's held up very well today and it's, it's very interesting in terms of, like, how, like, different people, like, view conflict and, like, oppression, in a sense. Um, there's one character, for example, um, shout out Giancarlo Esposito, my, uh, I like to say my uncle. Um, but no, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, shout out him. He, he plays, like, sort of like a Malcolm-esque, Malcolm X-esque character. Yeah. Um, named Bugging Out, in a sense that he, like, is very, like, oh, we gotta, like, fight the system. Like, we need to, like, cause, like, violence. Um, but then there are other characters, like Mookie is more like, more like an MLK character where he's like, you know, stands up for what's right, but also like kind of in more of a peaceful sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but that's kind of, he, 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 he changes throughout the movie too. Um, and one last thing I'll mention about this movie, it's got one of my favorite characters of all time. His name is Radio Rahim. He's this <laughs> big dude who's got, who carries around a boom box and he just blares music on this boombox. He doesn't say anything. He just blares like rap music. <laughs> and he's got these two grills on his knuckles. One of them says love and the other says hate. And he like, he like flashes them around. And then like Colin kind of knows, but Ra Radio Rahim has sort of a bigger purpose in the movie as well. But he's one of like my favorite characters in like all of movies too. So Dude, best that's why movie, I wanted to shout best it out. movie character? <laughs> this is so random, but I always think of the, this guy as like the best. He's just awesome. Uh, you, you know, we all know, like, the animated Mulan, like, original Mulan. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like, there's two of the soldiers that come with Mulan throughout yeah. the journey. Yes. You know the bigger one? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that guy. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I just love that guy, dude. Mulan, Mulan is a goaded. I love that guy. That is awesome. Whenever, awesome. whenever they're, they're singing this song, I'll make a man out of you, and it shows, like, the, the, just the fat guy just getting beat up, and, <laughs> yeah. and like, running away. It's just oh. so funny. <laughs> It was so random. I just thought of that randomly. No, sorry. tough yeah. fight. Yeah, I, I, you, you really hit on the. I think you, you really hit on the nose with everything you said. Like the reason we watched it was was because of how he builds tension throughout mm -hmm. the movie, and like like you said, he uses the heat, the fact that it's yeah. the hottest day. Like that all just kind yeah. of brings everything to a to a, a climax. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, it's an awesome movie. One other quick thing, too, is that Samuel L. Jackson is in it, and he's the radio. He, yeah. He's like a radio host, but also he's kind of narrating to the audience. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to have Samuel L. Jackson do that. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, um, definitely would recommend for y'all to y'all to see. Yeah, um, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. Um, yeah. But watch it if y'all get the chance. You watch it, dude. You, you're the movie guy. I mean, you've watched <laughs> way more movies than all of us have. So. Shut the movie. You know, one fun fact about Samuel L. Jackson is he loves his anime and his anime waifus. Really? <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. I didn't know he was That's an anime guy. Yeah. No, he is. I have even more respect for him. You know what? You yeah. know what's another Especially fun fact the about him? Huh. He, he has been in the movies, like, all the movies he's been in, he's like, those movies have, like, made the most money. 
I don't think I phrased that right, but like grossing? technically, yeah, he's the most the highest grossing actor in terms of like movies he's been in. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, which is kind of cool too. Dude, and it, really? but it makes sense with like he's with like legend, Endgame, though. yeah, like all the Avengers movies, yeah. Those are all, all the, the Tarantino movies. Yeah, um, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know if he's even. In, oh, he's in Endgame for like ten seconds. At yeah, the very end. but it yeah, still counts. It, it yeah. still counts. Yeah. Nice. Alrighty. All right, my number two, which I, I have a very good feeling is going to be said again in in about five minutes when Josh goes. Shut is, up, bro. Is Interstellar. Oh. Interstellar originally was my number three. I said I had a good feeling that it was going to be said. That's, and that's okay. They don't know what <laughs> well, Now we know. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. I could have yeah, chosen Inception. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Interstellar. I think <laughs> it's a, it a near perfect movie. That movie's I think it, it actually it is a perfect that movie. I have it rated five stars on, on Letterboxd. <laughs> I mean, just everything that goes into it. All these movies I have rated five. I mean, just off the basis, I think the part that anyone can appreciate is the cinematography and the visuals. Just absolutely breathtaking movie. Like, certain scenes in space, you're, it's like, is this really in space? Like, it looks mm-hmm. like they, they took a camera in space and shot it. Yeah, it's It's unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing that always stands out is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer fucking killed that shit, dude. Oh my god. The main theme is just so good, especially when it builds up, you know, Cornfield Chase. Cornfield Chase. On loop on Spotify. It gives me chills every time I listen to it. And then the performances. Matthew McConaughey is amazing. Jessica Chastain is good. The surprise actor appearance that just happens that they somehow kept a secret. Oh my god, dude. Just like one of the you know, one of the biggest actors of all time is in the movie and they just don't tell anyone. Is pretty awesome, and just like the story, I, I love sci-fi and how they explore the idea of a of a fifth dimension yeah. that we haven't discovered yet. Um, I love sci-fi, and it's just like a perfect. It's just a perfect movie. I don't want to. I'll stop there because, like I said, I, I have well, a feeling it could get brought up again. <laughs> we don't know. But yeah, I love Interstellar. Just All right, well, we're gonna move on to our number one choices. <laughs> um, Big surprise here. I'm going with Interstellar. <laughs> By Christopher Nolan. Uh, did you explain Interstellar? I didn't explain I, I, I'm the I'm just plot. kidding, bro. You just talked about it. This was the, the non-Christopher Nolan one. Oh, yeah. You did yeah. the... Uh, which one did he you did the one? Spanish version. Oh, he explained yeah. that you one. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be explaining the English one. Okay. I, I don't Great. really know if I have... <laughs> You, you explain the you didn't really explain the plot too much. I can talk about I can, the plot. I can at all. briefly summarize the plot. Basically, Earth is becoming uninhabitable as they are in every single space movie ever made. So they're trying to find an alternative planet to live on. So basically, the idea is that these team of researchers are sent through, from NASA to kind of explore some of these planets that they have marked as potential suitable planets. And it's just a movie of them traveling from planet to planet. It's really not too many planets, and then they end up finding this wormhole, blah, blah, blah. Dimensionality, all that crazy stuff. I'm not going to talk about that, because that will ruin the movie for any listeners. I did want to mention, though, McConaughey's acting is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to talk about the one scene. Uh, you know the scene. Dude, Everyone, yeah. knows the scene. Everyone knows the scene. So he goes on... Uh, this isn't going to spoil anything. He goes on this planet, and the, uh, like, the time you spend there is... Like uh, a lot longer. I think it's like thirty. 20, yeah, it's 20. thirty. Is it twenty? It's like thirty. Twenty minutes is seven years on Earth. Yeah, thirty minutes is seven years or something like that. So when he gets back to the ship, it had been twenty-one years or something yeah. like that. And so his his uh, two children had been sending him video recordings over the years, and he had just had a he just had a bunch of videos that stockpiled up, and the the relationship he has with his daughter is a little is not the best. Because um, she was really pissed off that he left mm-hmm. in the first place, but um, just his reactions to all the videos and in specific, in specific his daughter's video, he's just bawling his eyes out. Um, I mean, it's I cry every time I see yeah. that part. There's always yeah. a tear that come out of my, that just come down. Uh, I can't help it. It's just so good. Uh, I mean, that movie won a ton of awards just for being perfect. Not, not enough, dude. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it I only can't... won the visual effects Oscar. That's it. No, it won more. Did not? I looked today. I don't, I don't think. It uh, got nominated for like... Well, it got a lot of like nominations. It got did get nominated for Best Picture, though. 
Really? No. Nope. That's a crime. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. That is crazy. It's well, crazy. it deserves everything. It deserves, <laughs> it deserves. I don't know what won that year. I'm sure it was a great movie. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Interstellar. All right, Alex, you can uh, share your number one. My gold medal finisher? Yeah. Uh, my number one is Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that was a good one. Mention, honorable mention. I haven't me. seen all of the Tarantino films, but out, out of the ones I've seen, this has been my favorite. And uh, as it is here, my favorite movie. I love how there's. Well, I love how it opens with Hans Landa just directly going into to this uh, to this man's house who's housing Jews. If you haven't seen the movie, basically <coughs> the plot is that is that it's based in Nazi Germany, and there is an American force that is going into Nazi Germany to try and kill Hitler. And along the way, there's a lot of different like side stories. And I won't I won't go too much into those or I'll or I'll spoil the story. But all of these side stories, um, the movie, <laughs> so good. The, the yeah, movie, so good. the movie basically, the movie basically strings you along a a timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie strings you along a timeline throughout all these different stories that all eventually wind up at the same exact area and the same exact moment. And it's just like one of the greatest culmination of of like different characters that were brought into the same area through like suspenseful through uh, many suspenseful moments that just lead up to like this great I, I, like I said I don't want to spoil too much but at the end you just get all the satisfaction mm-hmm. that you want yeah everything that you've been waiting for <laughs> yeah. happens and and it's a it's a delightful film I think. Yeah. And just the historical aspect, too, about it being in Nazi Germany raises stakes immediately from the beginning. As we kind of talked about before, like, with Spike Lee, like, Tarantino does an even better job of this, in my opinion, where he creates characters and then puts them into, like, real, like, world situations and is like, okay, this is how this would have turned out if these characters existed in real life. Mm. And, like, Inglorious Bastards is a great example of that. Yeah. Like, it's like, what if there was, like... A Jewish American like Nazi killing group that went to like Europe and like killed like Nazis like just kind of as vigilantes and yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah. It, it's everything you could hope it. The bear Jew. I was gonna say he's, that's another all time character. The yeah. bear Jew. The bear Jew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just watched the movie for the first time like the just a few weeks Jew. ago and I loved it. Yeah. I thought Brad Brad Pitt. And like his accent is just so goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, swear, Bob, Bob yeah, I swear, Brad Pitt in every Orlando. movie always has a new accent. He's, yeah, he's always I, doing I a different voice. Um, Dude, my uh, my brother's PlayStation Three account was Bear Jew. That's awesome. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, it's a tough name. So it is. The Bear Jew. If you're listening, Daniel. I just shouted out your PlayStation Three account. <laughs> you just doxed your PlayStation Three account. At the Bear Jew. <laughs> At Bear Jew, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am a I am a whore for a, a satisfying movie, oh, and I think Quentin Tarantino makes some of the most satisfying. Oh movies. yeah, yeah, that, he never misses. You need to he see done. Django Unchained. That's I know, one dude. That's just like, I oh, know. Django, Django is like Inglorious Bastards if it were during the Civil War. Okay, basically, yeah. it's like, like slavery like, and yeah. Bastards. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's dude, they're they're that. very so very good. similar. We should just watch. We should just um, watch the movies this weekend, dude. Yeah, Christoph Waltz, who won an uh, a Best Supporting Actor Oscar in Inglorious Bastards, also won a Best Supporting Actor in Django Unchained for basically playing the same exact character, except in Inglorious Bastards he's a bad guy, but in Django Unchained he's a good guy. Okay. But he's like the exact same character. Is he Hans Landa? I don't know the yeah. actor's names. I yeah, he is. I yeah, he is. He's Hans Landa. He's so intimidating. Great in villain. Glorious yeah. Bastards. Yeah. yeah, great tension. That opening scene is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that opening scene was nuts. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I mean, it's not, like, spoiling anything because it's the opening scene, but, like, you know. Like, like Hans Landa comes in and, like, they're interrogating the farmer you and, like, you happen. know, you know he's, like, hostaging people even though they haven't shown it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they do show it, you're just like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. like, oh, this is like they're, they're, so they're bad. fucked. Like, they're, yeah. And the whole time Hans Landa was acting friendly, and then yeah. quickly he became this villainous character that, what, like, he was asking questions, but he already knew what was going on. Yeah. He was just raising tensions. Yeah, it was like everybody knew what was going on, but, like, nobody, like, dropped the hammer or anything. Yeah. And well, then, he swaps like, to English so the, the people can't understand. Dude, that yeah. part is so chilling, man. Yeah. That part yeah. is so chilling. 
I swear. Yeah, I watched that movie for the first time with my parents. Oh, really? <laughs> Probably but, not the best one to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. With my parents. Terrible. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of violence. Oh yeah, I, we don't really. It's I violence. Tried, is, is I tried watching bad. it with Patty. Shout out Patty, and she just Shout was like, Patty. "No, like she, like we got halfway through, and she was like, this is like too gory. Like mm-hmm. I can't, like I can't watch That's this.' Fair. And I was like, I was like, fair. I love gory. I love gory movies. Yeah, my parents and I. If it's a gory film, that's all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> we'll, good. We can watch gory films. That's good. That's yeah. good. Tag, yeah. uh, tag, I, or not tag, comment, I love gory films, if you've made it this far. One word. <laughs> yeah, no spaces, no spaces. I love gory films, one word. And then, and then send a gif of your favorite gory scene. Can they send gifs on <laughs> You can, you can you comment a gif on, on Instagram. Send the link. Oh, yeah. we're talking about SoundCloud. Oh. Go to the Instagram and send Go us to the a Instagram, gift. comment Yo, a DM GIF us, of gore. Or DM, yeah, DM us a GIF. Or you <laughs> could drop a link. You could drop a link in the comments to a GIF that you yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever um, you like. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're flexible. Be creative. All right, Charlie, you're up. All right. So, um, so for my top movie, so Quentin Tarantino, by far and away, is my favorite director. You know, we were just talking about him. I love all his movies. Yeah. Um, I've seen all of them except for one, um, and they are all phenomenal. So you know, you know, if I were to go like on script and like be on brand for myself, I'd go a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. But I kind of went a little outside the box for this one <laughs> because I You're chose. So this is one again, one of my favorite movies. I think this is an immaculate movie. But this is also Quentin Tarantino's favorite movie of all time. Oh, what? So I figured, it's like, if this is my favorite director's favorite movie, like, I gotta talk about it, right? Mm. Um, and it is the 1968, I believe, movie, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Have y'all heard of this? I've, I've, I've heard, heard of Clint it. Eastwood. I've it, heard it, of it. I've never seen it. It is, it is, a, it is a spaghetti western um, directed by Ennio Morricone and... Um, or no, excuse me, Sergio Leone. Um, so he was an Italian director, um, and back in the '60s, there was a trend of them like making like Western films that were cheaper in budget and stuff. But um, they'd use some American actors and stuff too. And it stars Clint Eastwood, and it is the quintessential Western film. It is so so good. The characters. So there's there's a character who's the good, a character who's the bad, and a character who's the ugly. And it's kind of interesting, like, how the movie explores these characters and their kind of de- development throughout. And one way that kind of separates it separates it from other Western, in my opinion, is how the characters interact with the Civil War. Because not only, it, it kind of introduces itself as a Western, but then there'll be points where Clint Eastwood and, like, Tuco the Ugly, like, they'll be, they'll, like, stumble into, like, a, symbol, a Civil War battle. Which is so interesting and so unique because you don't see many Western films that'll explore the Civil War, yeah. even though they go on at the same at the same time. And their interactions with the Civil War kind of differentiates the good, the bad, and the ugly, in my opinion. Um, Clint Eastwood, he's the good. He really like you can tell like he's kind of like anti-war. Like he doesn't really he's a violent guy throughout the movie and he kills a bunch of people, but he's not like for the war. The bad, he like. He at one point he's a Confederate general, and then at one point he's a Union like officer. Like he just flips back and forth, but he also beats like soldiers and stuff. So you can see like that that's kind of explored through that. And then the ugly kind of he doesn't really care as much about war. He's he he's like oh like like go 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 Confederates oh like, blah 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 like like at one point and he, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. <coughs> um, and also I don't know if we would get a. I don't know if we would get, um, I won't play it for the sake of, like, copyright claims or anything, but, like, the score is iconic, too. Like, the, ba-na-na, wah, That's from that movie. Um, Ennio Morricone, who I mentioned before, he was a composer, composed a beautiful score of that. Um, the, the score at the very end is iconic, too. Um, and then also, yeah, the, the, the Mexican three-way standoff at the very end, that is iconic now. I know, Josh, you know that from The Office, they kind of do a parody on that, but just an iconic end to an iconic film. And even though it's older and not as popular, I think that it definitely stands the test of time and is like, you know, you can't tell the the history of movies without going through the good, the bad, and the ugly, in my opinion. 
Dude, you so. re- you replicated that score very well. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, very I well. better than I did. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I kind of wanted to pull up. I kind of wanted to pull up a like a like a clip and play it into the mic, but I don't want to get like DMCA claimed or anything. So yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah. It's whatever. You, well, you well, recreated we'll play, it. We'll play. Yeah, no, yeah maybe maybe my recreation will get claimed. That's, yeah. No, because no. it's that good. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'd love to. I'd love to show y'all that movie. It's really, really good. I would good. like to watch that. It's it's very it's long. It's like three hours long, and it's it's slow, but the ending is like worth it. Like that standoff at the end, it's so so worth it. Well, um, as expected, I have yeah. not seen any of your top three movies. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that before we started recording that I would not have seen any of your top three. So that's why you're here, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's why I wanted Provide to some flair. That, that's yeah. why I kind of wanted I'm to have choose. To go watch these movies, that's why I kind of chose these three, so the audience and you all can go watch them. Yeah, 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 it's a good, po- good point. Giving y'all some good ones, yeah. All right, uh, my number one, widely considered by many to be, you know, the, arguably the greatest movie ever, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yep. Mm. I said I'm a whore for a satisfying movie. I think it is rated number this one is, on IMDb. On IMDb, it yeah. is the highest rated yeah, movie. Yeah, it definitely this is. This is just like, who I've, I've never met a person that doesn't love this movie. Yeah. It's just like every everything about it. Like, it, it's it's a long movie, but I think it... it justifies its length mm-hmm. with all the time you get to spend with the characters. Not Morgan, like Bo is afraid. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is just amazing as Red. One of the like most endearing and like lovable characters. And Tim Robbins, who really wasn't he really didn't have much of an acting career outside of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on what his character's name is. I'd have to look at it. Yeah. Andy Dufresne. Yes. Andy, Andy. Dufresne, um, yeah. Um like their their relationship and their friendship is just like mm-hmm. so amazing. It's beautiful. They, yeah, they explore it throughout the movie. You know, it also gives you like one of the most hateable characters, the warden. Yeah, that dude is just awful, mm-hmm. awful. I mean, yeah, like they they take you through these awful things and like they show you these awful things, but like the it makes the ending so mm-hmm. much more worth it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to admit that I've cried watching plenty of movies. I I, I will get emotional watching a movie. This is probably the only movie that has ever made me cry because of how happy the ending is, mm-hmm. and just like how satisfying. I guess maybe you could say like Toy Story, but like Toy Story is like bittersweet. Yeah, this movie is just like the ending just makes you feel so good, and like it's so earned by these characters. Oh, it's just like it's so amazing. It makes me feel yeah. good just thinking about it, man. Yeah. I love the Shawshank Redemption. Dude. It's another movie I still haven't seen. Oh, I know. I have a lot of movies I need to watch. I'm not a big movie person, dude. I haven't seen it in full. Summer 2K23, the summer of movies. Yeah, one every night. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. I've reviewed and watched 80 movies this year. That's good. That's a good pace. This calendar year. Mm -hmm. That's almost half of the days so far. Yeah, that's a good pace, and you got to pick it up for the summer. Got to pick it up, man. One one or two movies a day. Yeah. Or two. What, what time are we at? Oh, we're at 53. 50, <laughs> okay. I think, I think I'm going to, we can go around and do quick honorable mentions. Yeah. Can I, can I say one quick thing about that too? Yeah. I was going to say Brooks. Oh, that is gut wrenching. The stuff that, that happens with him. The storyline. Yeah. It, it's, it's a smaller part of the movie. movie it's so gut wrenching gut wrenching yeah. though. And it really puts a different perspective on like prison. Yeah. The whole like, movie does. Like what it can what 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 it can do to people. Yeah, the yeah. whole movie does. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. Alrighty. We could we could break our first well, hour podcast today. We might as well yeah, break the hour. Yeah, I was about mark. to say um, it's looking like this podcast is going to break an hour. So um, we hope you guys are having a good time. We're just right so now. passionate about we, movies <laughs> that it's just like it's easy to talk about this. Yeah, we hope you guys have not clicked off of the video, and if you have, you won't be hearing what I'm saying right now. So jokes on you, because I know that the viewers that are watching right now are watching this far. <laughs> Yeah, if you're, here, if you're here, comment, I want a BBL. <laughs> <laughs> one word again. One word. So we, we got, we got, one word. We, we got gory, but then if they don't comment gory, it's the, the BBL. So that's so how we know I want a BBL. Watching. Yeah, these are, yeah, these delete, are the the gore, delete the gore comment and replace it with this. Yeah. <laughs> delete it. Comment it first. the gore people. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. delete and it. Click on the that's enough nonsense. <laughs> what was the comment earlier they have they had to? It was like Shih Tzu. It was like, at one point it was Shih Tzu. And then we did we did a different we did one. Gremlin. I did Gremlin. Gremlin. With a Z. Yeah. Gremlin's with a Z. Okay. Z, yeah. Um so I'm gonna I only have one honorable mention. I could mention more, but I think for the sake of time, I'm just gonna do one. 
Um, have you guys ever seen A Beautiful Mind? I have not. I've heard I've of heard it. it. I haven't I seen have it not. though. Is is that the one? It's about it's about John Nash. So it's based on oh, a true no. story with John Nash. So is John it Russell Crowe? Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've not. So seen So I'm it. just gonna do a brief. This is like one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. This uh, so Russell Crowe plays John Nash. John Nash is a famous like American mathematician that has lived with schizophrenia his whole life, and he recently died, I think, in like 2015 or something. So, um, basically, it shows a story of his first year in college. He, he went to Princeton, and it just kind of highlights how he sort of starts to lose his mind, how he sort of starts to see things that aren't there. And it shows very vivid hallucinations and delusions that really, I think, is, are, are done some of the best, some of the best ways. It was, it was released in 2001, so, like, not too recent, but not too far away to have this sort of higher, higher tech... Uh, like CGI or just sort of like cinematography, um, and just the 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 mental breakdown that is caused on John Nash is just crazy. I went, I was bawling. I was I was I not, I think I cried the most <laughs> I've been watching this movie out of any mm-hmm. movie. Um, and that's I was talking earlier a movie that made you cry like that La La Land. Yeah. I, this is the movie I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, just it's so sad, just so sad mm-hmm. how he just goes through so much trauma, um, and obviously he has like this is based this is very fictional. I mean it's based on a true story, but John Nash has lived a successful life with schizophrenia. Um, he just kind of deals with it on a daily basis. But like this movie was done so well, um, production quality amazing. I just I just love it. So I highly recommend you yeah. guys watch it. Yeah, I it actually had to watch this for my schizophrenia class last year. I took a schizophrenia class, and this was one of the movies we could watch for like to write a paper about. And dude, what a great, what a crazy watch! Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Oh, so. uh, nice, nice. <laughs> uh, my honorable mention is No Country for Old Men. Oh, I uh, I love cool. that video. Uh, not that video. I love that movie. <laughs> um, I think I'm I'm not very good with names, so I searched up here. Javier Bardem. Yeah, I think he plays one of the greatest it's villains terrifying. I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> fucking terrifying. He is scary. I would not want to be within a hundred mile vicinity. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could tra- and he he can track you down. Oh my god! Yeah, with that, with, in in a moment's notice, yeah. he knows how to find you. He knows how to how to intimidate you. He knows how to get you out of whatever hidey hole you're in. <laughs> and I, I think he's a great villain in that movie. Honestly, that's what makes the movie. Without him, I don't think it would be the same. I think the story is great too. I love the. It's not quite a western, but they're out in the desert, mm-hmm. and and um, I don't know. I just I, I really love that movie. I think I think it 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 brings the viewer along nicely, mm-hmm. and the time that you're watching the movie, the time you spend watching the movie, flies by. Yeah, very open ending too. Like mm-hmm. open to interpretation, you can kind of take it multiple ways. Yeah, you don't know exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that sometimes. Yeah, uh, oh, no, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. It's great to get satisfaction at the end of the movie, but sometimes it's also good to have interpretation. Mm-hmm. And I, think, I love. I think. I think, like you said, this movie does a good job of of leaving yeah. many variations yeah. in the ending. Like you, they kind of come to a, like a resolution in a sense, but also you could interpret it like multiple different ways. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Which is which is which is pretty cool <clears throat> to to see. Mm-hmm. I don't have too much to say about it though. Just an honorable mention. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had a ton of honorable mentions too, but I'll, I'll only mention one of them. Um, again, you know, huge Tarantino guy, gotta mm-hmm. mention Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. That movie's just incredible. You never shut up about that movie. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never seen anything like it. The way that it's told is so interesting and like, it's told like out of chronological order, but it makes sense in terms of <coughs> characters. So you can see like... You know, like, you can see that certain characters, you know, they, they come to their resolutions and they, they develop in certain ways. And it's it's interesting to see not chronologically like that kind of told, like how it's told. And um, there's a ton of different interesting themes um, throughout it. One, one, that, um, one that I like is like, kind of like, there's like God or like a higher presence, like, um, like Jules. He like thinks like, you know, when they, when they the guy shoots them, but they don't get shot, you know, yeah, Jules yeah. is like, oh shoot, like, I'm gonna get out, mm-hmm. like, um, like, that was God, like, intervening and saying, like, do something with your life, like, get out of the crime world, uh, but Vincent Vega's like, oh no, we were just lucky, like, it's just so interesting to see, like, 
the, how Tarantino builds these different it's just characters so unique. and they're so yeah unique. and they're different perspectives and it's just like it's so good. It's so. I need good. to rewatch it, man. It's been yeah. so long. Yeah, I just re I rewatched it recently and it was even better than when I first watched it. So good. It's another perfect movie. Yeah, for sure. Just yeah. like yeah. Oh, you have a uh, you have a little. Honorable mention? I guess I, I gotta talk about Memento now. Yeah, it's been my list. I've, I, dude, I fucking love this movie so much. I, I couldn't stop. I talked to you guys about how much I love it before, but just like I, I think it shows Christopher Nolan's versatility as a director and a writer when he doesn't need a, a massive scale production to make a great movie. I, I honestly just wonder how he wrote the movie uh, because it's it's one of the most it's unique. So crazy, dude! The, you know the story is told half in reverse chronological order and half in chronological, and then the, the way the two stories meet at the conclusion of the movie, uh, and like you know the idea that it, you're you're in his head, like you're seeing things the way he's seeing them, and you don't know you know you don't know who, who the killer is. You're you're learning things just as he is. I think is is so interesting. Guy Pierce is great in that movie as a man, mm-hmm. a man with short-term memory loss. Um, Carrie Ann Moss, she's great in that movie because she's another character you don't really know what her vibes are at first, and then you learn she's a very different character than who she really is. Yeah, um, dude, the acting mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah, like, every day when is. he wakes up and he just he's like, "Oh, I have these tattoos on yep. me," and then yeah. the next day he's like, "Oh, wow, I have yeah. tattoos on me." Yeah, he has to like um, figure out his yeah. life. Yeah. He has I to love... figure out a puzzle that he finds a new puzzle piece every day. Yeah. That's kind of how I like pictured it. I yeah. love... But he has, to, he has to put the puzzle together every day. Yeah, he has to put it back together every day. That's yeah. just yeah. so good. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I just I love I love movies where you have to put pieces together with the characters and. I love endings that leave you thinking, and I mean, this is one where you can interpret it in more ways than one, because, you know, you have the definition, like, the dictionary definition of, uh, like, an unreliable protagonist. Mm. Who knows what really happened? Yeah. There's no way to know. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, that's Christopher Nolan's thing, though. Like, all of his movies are just open for interpretation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Another another movie I really like is Prestige, but I'm I'm not getting... Oh, Prestige. Well, I'm going to stop talking about movies before we just keep going on a rant, (laughs) because that was another honorable mention. I just... Christopher Nolan, man. He's so good. He's my favorite director. Oppenheimer. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. Yeah, I can't for wait. It. It comes so out excited. July, right? July. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited. We're seeing Oppenheimer Barbie back to back. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> back to We're back. staying oh, in the yeah. theater. Got We're going to. back to back. Well, do we think we need any post reactions, or are we pretty? We've, we've broken the hour mark. Are we set? This is our I, first. I mean, I, this is our first hour long podcast. <laughs> I, I would say that's pretty Where's symbolic <laughs> of like you know how movies can kind of bring people together. That's kind of yeah. beautiful in a sense, like. And I think especially the ones that you love and like are passionate talking about, like you can just go on forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's kind of a cool cool thing we oh, just yeah, did for an hour. We yeah, talked about ten more movies. <laughs> yeah, we try, yeah. To, we try to bring in topics that we can like, especially when we have a guest. We try to bring in topics that we can talk about for a while. Yeah, that'll keep us engaged and hopefully, hopefully you guys engaged. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy. I think they will. It's crazy yeah. to fathom. I mean, we only did a top three list between four people here and it's ta- and we could talk, we talked about it for an hour. Video I games felt like was, I've been here for like 10 around. minutes. Yeah, too. I know. Yeah, video it, games the time like 50, flies. 55 minutes. The video games. Are yeah. yeah. Tier list, just go for a minute. I mean, everyone has things to say and I think everyone speaks well on each mm-hmm. topic and yeah. I mean, Honestly, we just we just get to learn more about each other. I had a great uh, now idea. I ha- now I have movies I, I need to go <laughs> yeah, watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Movies to count yeah, that same. I need to watch. Same. But I had a great time yeah. talking about movies, and the hour flew by so well, quick. It does not guys, been an hour. If the you guys are podcast. if you guys are still listening, I mean, I'm in love with you personally. Uh, I don't know if you guys yeah. are, but I definitely am. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. We wanted to actually, yeah, we wanted to give a little thanks to Charlie for uh, coming on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, thank y'all for having me. This was super fun. I, I hope to hope to return. Uh, <laughs> I hope to return because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll always drag awesome. you back as long as you do another ice bath. We'll be dragging you back. Dude, I, I'll do as many ice baths <laughs> as I need. <laughs> That's but, the uh, entry ticket. Yeah. yeah. If you guys had an awesome time listening today, um, leave a comment. Uh, Red wax candle, one word. They have a lot of comments to write this time. Red wax candle, Red right? wax candle. all one word, no spit. Er, Any yeah, capitalization? No Any capitalization? Uh, no. This no one will be on TikTok, right? This one will be on TikTok. Uh, red wax, red wax candle. Yeah, throw that on the TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like Gor- Gorion SoundCloud. <laughs> 
BBL on Instagram. Yeah, I want a BBL. Red wax on on. Uh, or or all the BBL gifs on Instagram's got GIF comments. There's some BBL gifs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, I would love to look at it. <laughs> Your favorite BBL. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, all right. Megan, you're Canceled. Canceled. We have parents. We have parents that that see that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe tag your favorite BBL. Maybe just maybe just DM tag it to your us. <laughs> Don't tag yeah, you. yeah, yeah. DM, DM DM to Alex Lattimore. Yeah, DM at Alex Lattimore. At Alex you can find my you can find Lattimore. my tag on the Arctic Circle Instagram in the description. <laughs> Alex is awaiting. Your, I'm here for all accounts. DMs. <laughs> the DMs are open. All slide into them. <laughs> slide in with your BBLs. Right. Before this gets <laughs> any more out of hand, I think I'm going to shut this podcast down. Um, thank you guys for listening. We hope you had a good time. Uh, you've been listening to the Arctic Circle. We are the Icemen signing off until next time. Uh, peace, y'all. Ka-chow. Ka-chiga.